Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. And away we go. It's Fantasy Sports Today right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's week 14 of the NFL. Dan Stratford, George Kurtz with you for the next two hours, getting you ready for hopefully the playoffs. If not, we'll take a look at a DFS and some wagering as well. For those of you who may be on the outside looking in, George, good morning. How you doing? How am I doing, you ask? How I do. How am I doing? Let me tell you how I'm doing, Dan. Please. Let me tell you how I'm doing. You know, at the end of my home league, you know, and let's face it, our home league is what we all care about generally the most. You know, we'll play against our, our friends, our family, co-workers. You know, the people you want to beat the crap out of in life, right? People you really want to destroy. Now, this home league of mine, Dan, Superflex League, 30-year league. You know, Superflex is points-based, not head-to-head points. Uh, and it's a deep league as we start three running backs and four wide receivers. Other than that, everything else is pretty, uh, pretty standard there. Uh, I've had a monster lead all season, Dan. Monster lead all season. I mean, such a monster lead that at the trade deadline, this is a keeper league. Three team, you, know, you keep three players. People always trade draft picks. Always trade draft picks. No one made a trade, Dan. For the first time in 30 years, next year will be a straight draft for everybody, which never happens. It's because, once again, no one really had a chance to catch me. Or at least it was highly unlikely. The only way I was going to get caught, Dan, was if the injury gods decided to get involved. The injury fantasy gods decided to get involved. And they weren't. You know, oh, yeah, I had Darius Geis got hurt, uh, Marshawn Lance, Jack Doyle, all injuries I was able to overcome. I had extra draft picks going into the season. I was good. I was good, Dan. I had a really nice monster lead in a period of 72 freaking hours earlier this week. I lost A.J. Green. Granted, mm-hmm. I sort of saw that one coming. But yep. James Conner, that one sucked. And granted, nobody who owns Le'Veon Bell feels bad for me at all. Yes, I did. I did. Well, I'm not a Le'Veon Bell owner in that league. I picked him up before week one. You know, got him. So, no, I know no one feels bad. And then I lose Emmanuel Sanders in practice. Lose three players, three starters. You know, it's like, what the hell? Now I imagine if you were giving odds of who's going to win this league, I'm probably not the favorite anymore. Because there right. is a team that's catching me that also had extra draft picks, who's also got a stacked team who has no injuries. Not one player on his team has been hurt this season. I now have seven guys on IR. Well, it's, I mean, you hope the law of averages catches up this week, right? That's what you hope is that uh, uh, so the injury bug hits. You don't want to see anybody injured in the real NFL. But if uh, that team were to uh, lose some some teammates uh, to maybe a hangnail or, or appendicitis or something uh, non-life-threatening, uh, that would be uh, that would be fine. Uh, listen, it's, it's amazing how quickly things can turn. Um, there is... No real rhyme or reason to the injury. I mean, obviously, it's a brutal sport, and we know why people get injured. But when you draft a team, you have one here that has no injuries, and you have such a, a, a you know dearth you know of injuries that 
It's uh, it's a rough go, uh, but uh, you'll 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 find a way. I have a feeling, George, you'll find a way. I do want to ask, and I know our listeners uh, want to uh, follow up. How was the sleepover? I survived. Yeah. Right. Right. I survived. Now, sleepover wasn't wasn't bad. You know, my wife and I could hear them shrieking at four or five in the morning. You know, yelling, whatever they were doing. I don't even care. They were, my daughter said they were watching scary movies and playing hide and go seek. I'm sure that went well. Plus, apparently, they were mad at all. They were afraid that I was going to come down and, I guess, sneak outside and frighten them because my wife had told them that she, uh, she had asked me to go outside with a, a mask on and, like, knock on the window and scare them, which I would have done. But I don't have a mask. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't rob <laughs> banks here in my spare time here. Plus, it was cold outside, man. I'm not going out. I mean, you'd be in like a giant parka and uh, a winter hat. You wouldn't be in a mask at that point. And I don't know that that's as scary, Uh, but good to hear. Uh, I do have to admit my uh, eight-year-old is now asking for a sleepover for her uh, ninth birthday, which is coming up in March. So I may have to uh, call you for uh, some earplugs or something to get through that. All dependent on us finishing our basement, though. So uh, I'm, as I said last week, I'm putting off that work uh, as long as I can. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, plenty uh, to talk about here. You already mentioned uh, a good deal of the injuries that did uh, seem to all hit you, but uh, hit uh, a ton of. I'm hey, I got to keep it real here. Uh, it's the Manny Sanders one. Obviously, is rough from a. From a non, well, you know, non-contact injury, the Achilles goes. Um, he had been playing well enough. He had definite upside as uh, week over week uh, could be pushing wide receiver one, wide receiver two status on on a fairly regular basis. What do you What are you doing? What What are you instructing listeners to do uh, to try to stave off some of these injuries? Find guys on the waiver wire, make moves to at least be. Uh, at least competitive here as they start the playoffs. Are there names that you like most? Uh, are there uh, p- uh, specific guys that you're going after uh, in every league you're in? Not really sp- uh, specific, no. I think it depends on the league. Obviously, it depends on the league you're in, who's available here. I call that Sutton could be available. He would be the most obvious choice there. Uh, but in the leagues I play in, he's been long gone. You know, I, I did look. Uh, not, not just in my home league, mind you, but in other leagues as well. I look to see who was available there, you know, now that – uh, Denver's down here. Deshaun Hamilton, you'd have to be desperate for, really, to go after that. Not, this is not really a throwing team. they got to try and win it with uh, Philip Lindsay running the ball here. Uh, they are in the playoff hunt here, and they have a shot. And their schedule is not terrible. So uh, that's what they'll try and do. Other players that could be out there on your roster, on your, in your league, on your waiver wire, Michael Gallup on Dallas. He's someone I looked at. Dallas does have a nice passing schedule. The only problem is, I keep writing about this week, I don't know if Dallas is going to coach to that schedule. And what I mean by that is I don't know if they're going to take advantage of the, def- uh, the other team's weaknesses, the other team's defensive, defensive weaknesses. I think Dallas is going to continue with the recipe that's won games for them. Ezekiel Elliott, regardless of how a team plays. So because Philadelphia has no secondary, I don't think benefits Gallup. You know, and then Dallas has Indianapolis and Tampa Bay the next couple of weeks. Giants the week after that if you play in week 17. So it's a nice passing schedule, but I don't know if Dallas will take advantage of it. But he's out there. Dante Pettis on San Fran playing Denver this week. Was an option, but, you know, now Marquise Goodwin is back. Uh, Pierre Garçon, probably not. So he's not going to get a, quite as big a share load of those targets as he was. Zay Jones on Buffalo is hot all of a sudden, right? And, uh, you know, Jets have had their issues uh, all year long. He could be an option. Callaway on Cleveland, weird guy, right? Drops a lot of touchdown passes, fumbles at the one-yard line, easy touchdowns. His fantasy owners, people started him last week. 
I mean, granted, you pulled him out of thin air and sort of. But, man, he cost you big-time points. Granted, the one touchdown that was overturned, not his fault, was a holding penalty. But the other one, I mean, he's going into the end zone, just drops, just fumbles it. Oh, bloop. Nope, not going not gonna to bring it in. That's frustrating here. You're not going Kelvin Benjamin yet. Kevin Benjamin. Uh, I know he's signed with KC, but he's not going to play uh, this week. Or he does be a very, very, very minimal role here. He's someone you're going to look at in the future. If, by chance, Joe Flacco starts on Sunday. And there's a chance this could happen. It wouldn't shock me at all. Or he's going to play a bigger role. You know, then John Brown, Michael Crabtree comes in here, and they may have been released in your league due to what's been happening. Devontae Parker with, uh, with Miami. You know, you laugh, but New England doesn't seem to be able to beat Miami in Miami, and Parker yep. is getting some plays there. You're hoping for early a touchdown. If Adam Humphreys happens to be available, or Godwin, that's a must-claim must right away. They shouldn't be, but that's someone you'll go after. Other than that, I think you're just going to have to uh, – I mean, like I said, there are a lot of guys there. I think I just named, what, eight, nine, ten guys? Ross on uh, Cincinnati. You know, the Williams brothers on uh, uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers. They're not brothers, I know. I just said that. Uh, those guys are – you know, the bottom line is this. Out of everybody I just named – the volume is probably not going to be there for any of them, with the exception of maybe Sutton, if he's available. What you're going to need is that touchdown. You're going to need that touchdown. And guessing which one gets the touchdown, good luck. I mean, really, just good luck trying to figure that out. Yeah, there there is a lot out there, but it is a lot of touchdown-dependent activity uh, on the waiver wire, just trying to figure out uh, the best spots. And you're probably injuries now, and you're in the playoffs, you're streaming at this point. You're just trying to get the best matchup this week and hoping that you can uh, make the move next week. Your opponent doesn't need a wide receiver or doesn't need a running back, um, and you're going to try to churn it from there if you're dealing with all these injuries. If you're not, um, cross those fingers and knock on some wood that uh, it doesn't happen to you as we roll forward here uh, in week 14. Buys are over. Uh, we have a, a full slate of games uh, to run through here and want to make sure to get to that. As always, uh, we are available for questions over there on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. Of course, it's also at George Kurtz and at Dan Stravard. And we'll open up the phones again uh, in hour number two, our second segment, uh, as we roll towards 10 a.m. here on the East Coast. Uh, and uh, thanks for everyone for joining us. We're, we're happy to be here, uh, bringing you some insight into week 14 of the NFL. And uh, George will break down each game along with some insight for myself as we roll through uh, some fun ones this week and some some ugly ones. You, you mentioned uh, the Jets and you said the Jets have... Uh, I think you said the Jets have had some trouble this season. You can just say the Jets have had some trouble, period. I mean, it's it's just it's it's that simple. Jets suck. How about that? Yeah, it's so true. It's so sad. It's so damn sad. sad. <sighs> All right, I'm I'm over it. Um, Even Sean King, and that, that's just low. <laughs> Amazing. It's just like four words uh, a show, and he's got a key in on the Jets, right? It's just it hurts. It's, it hurts. Hey. I mean, it's painful. I know. It's, you find it. it's okay, you then. find. You find pain in sports so often. Like we like we become these weird, you know, obsessed fanatics, obviously where the word fan comes from, of teams that break our heart. Like that the, the ruined days we've talked about in the past. I've gotten a lot further away from sports ruining my days, but you know, late teens, early twenties, there were there were nights with the Yankees and Sundays with the Jets and Saturdays with Rutgers football uh, that were pretty, pretty bad. What the hell? what was that? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. There? I want more of that. Enough. More <laughs> drops. Uh, let's. Uh, that's oh that's showing pain. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, let's start with uh, the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Let's let's keep the audience. Let's get it out of the way. 
Well, let's get it out of the way. Uh, Sam Darnold supposedly starting. I don't know what sort of gamesmanship Todd Bowles is going with here, saying, yeah, he practiced, but that's a game-time decision. Sure it is. All right, like, if you're sitting him, why is he practicing? Like, why, why are you risking an injury on the practice field, let alone on the, on the regular uh, playing field? But uh, you do have Josh Allen on the other side. I will say this, George, from a DFS perspective, I'm seeing a lot of people talk about Josh Allen. A lot of people talk about Josh Allen and cash because of his price tag, because of the, those jet struggles you've talked about. They're one and five away from MetLife Stadium. Not much better at home. Only two wins there. But um, this is going to be an ugly game. Uh, this is going to be a game that I'm going to watch. <laughs> but it's going to be an ugly game, one that uh, obviously has its warts. But... What do you think of Josh Allen here? What do you think of someone like Shady McCoy? Uh, You mentioned Zay Jones. It seems like there are at least some pieces here that are fantasy relevant heading into week 14. Well, yeah, I guess you could. First of all, Josh Allen, Dan, he's he's faster than I thought. You lost him last week versus versus Miami. Wow. I mean, a kick and run. I didn't didn't see. I knew he was. I knew he was athletic. I knew he could move, but I didn't think he was that fast. Uh, He can run. So uh, nice to see there. Uh, Other than that. I mean, really. Uh, I know I mentioned Zay Jones. Yeah, he could be a pickup. He is hot. All of a sudden, Jets have had issues in the secondary most of the season. Maybe hit a big play. I can certainly see that. Probably not banking on it. But, yeah, I can see it if you're desperate. Yeah, I mentioned in my league, I pretty much was. But mm-hmm. I still didn't go Zay Jones. Uh, so, I'm, but he's an option. Rather than that, it's just Joe McCoy. That's really it. Buffalo did beat up on the Jets uh, earlier this year in a game that I don't think anybody's really saw, saw coming. Two bad teams, but no one saw them. What, they went 41-7, something silly like that? Uh, the Jets are talking about revenge this week. Really? Revenge for what? Putting in a better draft spot? Uh, no. Uh, as for the Jets, uh, I do believe Sam Donald is going to quarterback. I don't think they have much of a choice here. They need to go back to this kid and get him back in there for the last four games. Uh, see him uh, take that uptick. He's okay. He really is, but... Who are you starting here? Crowell's got the toe injury. May or may not play. And with a toe injury, as you saw with A.J. Green, it's not as severe as Green, but it can flare up at any time. He's got to push off on that toe every play. Don't don't want to start Crowell. That's where I'm going with this. I don't want to start Crowell, and therefore I don't want to start anybody on the Jets tomorrow. You could go Elijah McGuire if Crowell is out. You know, once again, every starting running back is going to have value here. McGuire would be the starter there, and he therefore would have value. as at least a flex play in your league. I don't problem is I don't expect a touchdown to come here. It'd be unlikely. But uh, those, that's it. Maguire, Maguire if Crowell is out. McCoy, sure. Zay Jones, if desperate. Whew. All right. Uh, desperate times call for Zay Jones. Um, listen, I'm staying away from, from a DFS perspective. And as always, we'll talk about this in the final segment of the show. But as we go through, I just I can't pull, pull the Josh McCown trigger here. I get that he's 4,400. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Josh uh, Allen uh, here. I, I well, how much is he actually? Let me pull that up to get an accurate read on. I was looking at Josh McCown. Josh Allen is 5,500, even better. So that that proves my point even more. 5,500 uh, price point uh, high enough here that uh, I'm probably going to stay away, uh, especially in tournaments if he's going to be high owned. There is a path to. Um, a nice floor with the running. I get it. So cash games, people are, are looking at him as they've looked to, you know, other running quarterbacks in the past, the Russell Wilson's or uh, Cam Newton's as viable floor options that, you know, you're getting a certain amount of points because they're going to rush the football. Uh, but 
a lot of his rushes are not necessarily designed, uh, and I don't know that we're getting a, a specific taste of who and what this offense is going to be. So uh, at 5,500, I'll stay away. Not saying he can't pay that off uh, easily uh, with some upside here against the Jets. I just don't love uh, the matchup. Uh, plenty to get to here on today's show. Uh, the line on this one, just to pass it along, it's minus four in favor of Buffalo at 38 and a half. Over under Buffalo with an implied total of 21.25, Jets 17.25. Uh, George, any of those numbers enticing to you other than uh, 0 on the, the scoreboard in this game being over? You know, last time we would have thought this would have been an under game, right? And uh, ended up being where Buffalo scored 41. This is the problem at this time of year as well. What if one team has given up here? You know, and it becomes right. a blowout again. So that's always an issue with uh, when you're placing a wager on the money. You're sort of bad hoping that both teams show up here. Bottom line is this. I like the DSTs, Buffalo DST and Fantasy. I'm not touching uh, this game as far as betting. I'm not waging the game. Uh, well, Carlos Santana may be on the move in Major League Baseball. We have Santana here. That's what matters. Coming back with more right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Shaver, George Kurtz, Fantasy Sports Today. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Trafford, George Kurtz back with you here on Fantasy Sports Today. And we can uh, drop the base a little bit here. No, just kidding. Let's continue on, George. I always thought I could be like a Saturday night classic, you know, vibe DJ on one of those New York stations. It's just got to get that voice right, right? Like Cousin Brucey, uh, you, you know, walking around uh, that uh, that satellite provider. You got to meet him a couple times. You got to get that voice right. And he's... He's made a uh, cottage industry uh, off of being a radio DJ, which is pretty pretty darn impressive. Uh, let's uh, talk Panthers-Browns next, which I honestly believe uh, is one of my favorite games of this weekend, George. There are a lot to like. There are good matchups across the board uh, at the ones, fours, and uh, onward. But this is a game that I think has uh, some nice forward-facing implications for the Browns. Uh, the Panthers obviously trying to string wings, wins together here and make a run towards the playoffs. Um, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey have been a dynamic duo. Beyond that, it's been sort of uh, hit or miss uh, on which wide receivers come through on any given week. You have uh, Olsen in and out of the lineup with injuries. Uh, and then on the Brown side, you have Baker Mayfield coming off of you know his worst outing of the year. Looked awful. Uh, interceptions did not look dangerous, only looked dangerous to his squad on uh, last Sunday. Uh, but I feel like this might be a little bit of a bounce-back spot for him uh, and uh, his wideouts. What do you got in this one? I see it at uh, Carolina as minus one on the road. Um, 
Yep, still minus one, open minus one. There are 24.25 implied total. The Browns at 23.5. Oh, it was a pick to open, sorry. 23.25 uh, for the Browns implied total, 47.5 over under. Um, lots to like here, I think. What, how do you view this game? This game is interesting. You're right. Uh, let's start on the Carolina side. What's wrong with Cam? Uh, you saw the, if you watched the game last week, uh, he threw a Hail Mary, couldn't reach the end zone. The next uh, the Hail Mary they got, they took him out. He didn't throw the last one. Heineke did. Which lets you know that uh, that shoulder injury either is bothering him more than we thought or it peaked up in that game. He could yep. not reach the end zone from the 50-yard line. For the 50. We're not talking 70 yards here. From the 50. That's, that's you know, Any NFL quarterback can make that throw. But he couldn't do it. So it's something to worry about. He did miss practice on Wednesday. Uh, Rivera sort of uh, hinted that maybe he's not going to play. He is going to play. And I'm starting him. And that home league I mentioned where I'm getting screwed over, I'm still starting Cam Newton there. And I do have a good option, which would be James Winston, if I, want, if I was worried about him. And I'm not. So I think you know, you're starting Cam there. This team is in disarray. You know, uh, they're, they're firing people left and right, which really, I mean, think about it. You lost last week because Cam threw four interceptions. Your office didn't play very well. Let's fight over defensive players, uh, defensive coaches. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, give us some special teams guys, too. Obviously, the problem's on the offensive side of the ball there, boys and girls, not the uh, defense. So, uh, strange. Uh, you saw McCaffrey. DJ Moore is my number one wide receiver I want to start there. I like him much more than Funches, who my mind is slow, plotting guy. I do think Funches might pick up. Earlier in the season when Greg Olson was out, it was Funches who got an uptick in targets because he's sort of the same kind of guy. He's built like a wide receiver, uh, tight end. That's, that's not great really running down the field here. So I wonder if that happens again uh, this week. However, Ian Thomas is the guy you want as the tight end to fill that slot should you need, which I did need in a, uh, a division as there were no tight ends available, and I lost Olsen, which is frustrating. So that's Ian Thomas. Christian McCaffrey is obvious. Uh, Cleveland, you're starting Chubb. Landry, and we, uh, I think you and I talked about this last week. Uh, they seem nagging injuries were the reasons why he was having problems. We had a good game last week, so maybe he's over them. Maybe Mayfield's looking for him more, whatever it might be. They're going to throw the ball. So I'm still starting Landry here. Uh, Najoku, uh, tight end, every tight end who can breathe really has to start for you. The question is Callaway again. You know, he is not that home run guy. He only needs one big play, Dan, to make your fantasy day. One big play will make it. You know, 60-yard touchdown pass, 6-12-1. That's 13 points right there. That's what you're looking for with Callaway. The volume won't be there, but they will take shots. They did last week. You should have had two. So uh, I'm liking Callaway a lot. If he's available and you need somebody, if you need that cover for Sanders or A.J. Green, there's no one else out there, I'm leaning Callaway here because I think at the very least you know he's going to get opportunities. Yep, there are a lot of pieces here, and I think the Cam – health is such a interesting and important narrative to the rest of the season for for Carolina and for the 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 run the Panthers might have through the playoffs obviously if he stays in because of his feet and because of his uh, gamesmanship you know there's an injury there kind of like when Mariota was dealing with the elbow to start the year you obviously have an advantage from the opposing defensive coordinator. You know that he's not throwing downfield. You know that he's not able to make the deep throws, and that just changes your philosophy, uh, which is already focused on the run with the Panthers, with Christian McCaffrey uh, and Cam himself. So uh, one to watch for sure, um, and one that I I think I'll keep an eye on. It takes Cam off the board for me in in a large majority uh, at 6,300 on DraftKings in this matchup. I just don't see it as necessary even in cash games 
situations where you feel like the, the legs give you a little bit more uh, lift on a regular basis. I uh, just uh, see it as uh, probably moving away from him and towards, I, you know, I would prefer Josh Allen over Cam here, uh, just simply from the health and from uh, what I think is a little bit more upside uh, for Josh Allen. Let's keep rolling here. Uh, lots of games to get to with a, a full slate on tap uh, in front of us as we go into week 14. Another fun one, and uh, simply because I don't know who the hell is showing up. Uh, Falcons at Packers. This is a game that's going to be played in sub zero, uh, sub uh, freezing temperatures. I went Celsius on us there for a second. Sub freezing temperatures at 27 degrees in Lambeau Field. Uh, there's enough to be talked about of a dome team going to play in the cold and all of those things that people like to come up with as narratives. And I get it. Guys who live in Atlanta may, you know, not be as good in the cold as as others. But again. I get the narrative, and yes, there is some math to show that teams from domes or teams from warm weather going to cold weather struggle a little bit more. But these are players who have grown up all over the country. It's not like they they go to Atlanta and they immediately absorb all things of that environment and can only operate uh, in the Miami, you know, or, or Atlanta or uh, Los Angeles. It's these guys played in college in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and these different leagues that have cold weather. So I'm not buying that so much. But, George, we got a, an Atlanta team that is out. We got a Packers team that is out. We got Mike McCarthy is gone. Uh, we have two teams that could be looking to salvage some pride because there are two teams that have been in the playoffs. You have Matt Ryan, you have Aaron Rodgers, MVPs between them, or two teams that have completely quit and just are running out the string and hoping to not get injured. I love this game from a fantasy piece perspective. I think from a DFS perspective, there's going to be a lot of goodness here. Uh, Aaron Jones, Rodgers uh, on the other side with the wide receivers. What do you got here? Is this one that you think will influence uh playoff games for season long or do you see these as two teams that have widely uh, given up well that's the problem right that's the rub you really don't know what you're gonna get with the Packers just fired McCarthy Rogers taking some heat this week for uh, being half his folks he's been doing things he shouldn't be doing uh, this is the coldest game of the day tomorrow 24 degrees the high and it's also the biggest wind 12 miles an hour so it's gonna be cold it's gonna feel in the teens so I think there is something to this year I probably wouldn't worry about this earlier if, if both teams were in the playoff hunt sure you know, I think you, you get a good game here. But now both teams, right? you don't know who's showing up to play and who's not. And you bring up the college stuff, and that's true. But in college, you're always playing for something because you're playing to get into the NFL. Once you're in the NFL, you should be playing because you're on film and you're playing for that contract, but just not the way it works. So you just don't know what you're going to get. That being said, both defenses are poor. I mean, you you, you, you start Rodgers. You probably start Ryan. Uh, you could have other options than Ryan. It could happen. You're probably starting him. I mean, I want to start Tevin Coleman in this game. Which I think they're going to try and run the ball a little bit, but he's been terrible. I mean, he's just been terrible. There's really no other way around that uh, since Devonta uh, Freeman left. And that's strange because this is not a backup running back. I mean, Coleman was drafted in pretty much around 6-8 to eight in most fantasy leagues. That's where his ADP was. He was drafted as a, a guy you could at the very least start during bye weeks in the PPR leagues, maybe even if you were weak at running back uh, without the buys. And he's just been terrible. But I'm still, because of you just probably don't have enough anyway, want to go with him here. Uh, Julio Jones, of course, goes here. Sanu Ridley, it really depends on what else you have. Uh, for the Packers, uh, obviously it's Devontae Adams. Hopefully Philbin doesn't make the mistake that McCarthy made, uh, made last week and split the reps again between Jones and Williams. So I think you're going with that. Uh, Aaron Jones should be back uh, to normal here. 
And that's uh, that's it. Uh, Jimmy Graham, once again, probably has to know of a tight ends. I'm not going MVS. You know, I'm not going to take that. Randall Cobb, man, if I'm desperate at a wide receiver, I suppose you could talk me into it. But he's not someone I'm looking at either. But I am concerned somewhat that some of these players will have checked out. Yeah, I think you have to be. I think, and to your point, it's just hard to project. It's hard to make the choice of exactly who you believe is bought in and who you believe is going to be out. I, I think you make a great point on the running backs here as well. I'll have some Aaron Jones, 7,200. Just uh, I hope that everything points towards a big game from him. And I'm going to play some Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to play the pride narrative and, and the home narrative in the cold uh, against the bad defense. So I think that... Rodgers will be a big part of what I'm doing. Uh, he's at 6K. He's 300 less than Cam. I don't know I'm playing Rodgers necessarily in cash games, but I guess he has to be at least on on the table for me because I haven't found anybody else that I'm really completely comfortable with there. Uh, we roll on here to our next game, trying to power through, make sure we get to everything with the full slate. Uh, we have Ravens and Chiefs. Another good one. Um, now, this is probably Mahomes' worst matchup of the year, but this is where, the to use a, a bad cliche, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? Where we see how good Patrick Mahomes really is and how good this Baltimore uh, pass defense is uh, because it's going to be uh, two really solid opposing teams uh, on offense and defense here that have opportunities to show the other one how good they actually are. You have the Chiefs implied total at 28.5. It's dropped from 30.25. The Ravens at 22.5, a 51 over under. We have the news here that Sammy Watkins is out. He's out four to six weeks last I saw. You do have the Kelvin Benjamin signing, but everything I saw, like you said before, George, is that he's out, that he's not going to be suited up this weekend. Even if he is suited up, it's, it's to wearing the jersey not much beyond that um how do you see this one breaking down do you have a a a take on who wins this one on the over under on the spread and then further uh what pieces do you think are viable with this an interesting offense defense matchup well it's another cold one 25 degrees uh not much wind though so that shouldn't be a problem there kansas city is one of the worst teams against the run in the nfl but assuming it's lamar jackson a start at quarterback they're gonna play the run Right, I think it'll be they'll, they'll go one on one with Brown and Crabtree on the outside, seeing if uh, you know, I guess testing, see if Jackson can hit them. And I don't know if he can. Uh, I think it'll be a heavy run game for Gus Edwards and Jackson until Kansas City starts to score. You know, they all they rail up a couple of touchdowns, then it's going to be right. a much different game here. Uh, it is interesting because you're uh, you're sort of right. It's the the defense against the offense. Generally, I believe in these situations, for the last five times, the offense has won. So I'll, I'll bank on the cheese here, especially at home. But I think uh, you see the Ravens trying, run, 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 kill clock. Run, 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 kill clock. And hopefully get a couple of scores here, get a couple of big plays, get a couple of defensive plays here, and keep you in the game. I think that's what you're hoping for here. Uh, you're going uh, you're gonna to start Gus Edwards, of course, but I think he's on the lower end of running back twos this week because, once again, I think in the second half, once they're trailing, you know, he's going to need that touchdown to really have a big day. I think he'll have a solid day, but he'll need a touchdown to have a big day. Not going with any of the running backs. Lamar Jackson's not in my top 12 this week either because the buys are over. We have our full complement of quarterbacks. I assume he can do better here. And there is some worry that Joe Flacco does get in this game somehow, somewhere. Not that he starts it. That'll be Jackson. But that, let's say they're down 21-7. They also they, they put Flacco in there because he can throw the ball down the field. Something Joe Lamar Jackson can't do yet. So that's a worry there. As for the Chiefs, 
You mentioned it. All right, so uh, we finally got some clarity on Watkins, sort of. And then Reed said he's just, well, he's just doubtful for this week. I'm not even, you know, he's probably out into the playoffs. Uh, so you know what's going on there. You're starting where? Once again, not a great matchup. Low end running back two again. Uh, Ravens, good uh, good defense. You're certainly starting Tyreek Hill. I know you had a bummer last week before you. What are you going to do? It's life. You're still going back to me. You're definitely starting Kelsey. You're definitely starting Mahomes. It really comes down to do you want to start Conley? You know, do you want to start him because of the uh, the injury to Watkins? And my answer is probably not. I think under a better circumstances with a better matchup, yeah, we consider this. And Conley might be that consideration to start over one of those uh, injured wide receivers, Green, Sanders, absolutely. But not a good matchup here. I think I'll stay away. Another guy who's likely to need a touchdown to pay off fantasy-wise. It's uh, it's amazing to see. Obviously, we've talked about the Chiefs all season long in their great year. Uh, they're 10-2, and two, right? So right behind them is the Chargers. Probably not talked about enough. And we've, we've mentioned the Chargers a few different times on the show, and we've made sure to uh, give them fantasy praise. But this may be the best Chargers team we've seen in a long time. And because of the Chiefs, and because of them playing at West, and yes, my East Coast bias is showing here, but uh, it's amazing that this Chargers team is one game out in the AFC West. Uh, they are tied for the second best uh, record in the AFC with the Patriots behind the Chiefs. A Chiefs loss and a Chargers win you know, kind of flips things upside down. It almost seemed like a, 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 a foregone conclusion that the Chiefs would be the one seed in the AFC. But all of a sudden, uh, things change just a tiny bit, and you get... Uh, how this is breaking down for the Ravens. They're seven and five. They're, they're a half game behind the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, atop the AFC North. Uh, they are fighting for their playoff lives here. So uh, Joe Flacco sighting would not surprise me. Uh, now, what does that mean? Well, it's a hip injury and you hear in baseball all the time about pitchers clearing their hips, right? And batters clearing their hips uh, to, to use the body. That's, that's a lot of throwing a football. Is that plant foot and, and opening up the body and, and shifting the hips around to, to throw downfield? I am not a doctor, but everything I've read has said it's a struggle for him, and he's getting back into the groove of things, but what Joe Flacco do we even get? Um, so I like um, I like the Kansas City pieces here. I agree with you. I think the offense wins out. I don't want to get away from them just because. I do want to remind everyone, George made a great point, if – if Baltimore gets down 21-7, I'm, I'm a Gus Edwards fan. I'll mention again that he you know, was at Rutgers for a while. Um, but he has zero targets. Zero targets throughout his run here with the Ravens. Zero. Like There is not even a, hey, let's uh, run him out in the flat. And It has been no pass attempts to him. And that concerns me in this matchup. I, I get in season long, hey, as you said, George, uh, starting running back, you got to have him out there. You hope he scores a TD. But this this is intriguing uh, from uh, how a game flow goes, how this all pieces together. I think Edwards might disappoint more uh, than you think this week. I do love Spencer Ware. Uh, from a bounce back perspective, uh, I know that the matchup's not great, but it seems like a low ownership spot uh, where people will be off because of the bad uh, bad process last week uh, of uh, 
having a down game in what everyone, what everything sixty percent owned or seventy percent owned DFS. I think that this is an interesting spot to go back to him uh, as we uh, continue on. We have a lot to get to here on the show. Uh, we are coming up uh, to a break here. On the other side, we'll talk about uh, the Patriots and Dolphins, Saints, Buccaneers, and Giants and Redskins as we roll through Week 14 in the National Football League, getting you ready, hopefully, uh, for playoff matchups in your season-long league. And, of course, uh, we are starting to talk some DFS throughout the show, taking your calls in segment number two of our number two. That phone number is 844-843-6879. Ask us questions over on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. And, of course, you can talk to George and I at Dan Stratford, at George Kurtz. Plenty still to get to here on Fantasy Sports Today on none other than the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. here on Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz, Sean Engel on the ones and twos producing for us today behind the glass. Appreciate him as always. Don't forget to stay tuned throughout the morning. You do have lots of great programming here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports Network uh, throughout the day. So don't miss out there. And don't forget, you can find George pretty much Every day, all day, uh, across the network and over there on rotoexperts.com. Let's keep churning here, George, as we take a look at the Patriots and the Dolphins. The Pats, minus nine and a half. Uh, The rumors of Tom Brady's death were uh, widely uh, exaggerated. The Pats are nine and three. They will once again win the AFC East in a walkover as they are six and oh at home. Three and three away, though, so maybe a, a small wart there as they head towards the playoffs. And uh, I guess the narrative will come out that they are home dependent and they need to get home field advantage uh, as much as possible so that you're going to look for them to win out. Well, they just want to win as many games as possible. But um, you made mention this is a a narrative game of sorts that the Pats usually do struggle here in Miami uh, for one reason or another. I don't think it's environmental. Uh, Maybe they all go out Saturday night partying uh, out on uh, South Beach and just can't uh, figure it out by Sunday morning. But what do you got here? Uh, This seems like a spot where we could have some uh, upside for one or two pieces from Miami. I wouldn't see a a big day for them, but um, what, what do you got? How do you see this one shaking out? It is strange. How uh, New England doesn't play well in Miami. It's the heat. You know, they used to call it cold. They're going out the heat, and they don't handle it well. And it's going to be warm in Miami tomorrow, 81. So uh, that issue could pop up again. And once again, uh, yeah, New England just hasn't hit on it all, all cylinders or really all season. And you mentioned they, they, were, they have road woes as well, not playing well on the, on the road here. So it's enough where betting-wise, I won't be betting it. No, I, I just can't. There's enough numbers there to tell us that this is just a bad spot for the Patriots, and I'm not laying seven and a half points. I'm not taking seven and a half either. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go with the Miami Dolphins. I don't trust this team at all. I think this team sucks. And somehow they've managed to win six games. 
Really, I think this team's, I don't know if they got a horseshoe up their butt or, uh, you know, they made a deal with the devil or whatever it is. But uh, there's no way I'm taking the, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, fantasy-wise, redraft leagues. Uh, what you looking at is, <clears throat> I have Tom Brady back in my top 12. I do. But uh, it's barely, and I don't trust him. I just don't trust him. Uh, this hasn't really, doesn't look, he looked good last week, looked more spry last week, but overall it's looked so-so. And on the road here, no thank you. The running games, I know I'm getting so many questions about the running backs, especially James White, now that Rex Burkhead's back. Yeah, I get it. You know, and uh, Burkhead's the one who I'm definitely not starting anywhere. Uh, White, I probably am. He's in my top 20. He's, uh, he's in my uh, running back two, PPR leagues, of course. Uh, so I'm interested in Michelle, obviously. Edelman, you're starting. Uh, Gronk, you just don't have a choice. Although I don't expect my maybe gets a touchdown if you're lucky, but that's about it. There, the volume won't be there. And now that Xavier Howard's out, Josh Gordon's a must-go here. I think Miami could be in trouble here. I think Brady should be looking to take advantage of that. Howard, who really no one's heard of, was a fantastic corner this year, but he's out. So I think this is, uh, this is the game you want to go uh, with the uh, New England wide receivers. As for Miami, listen, you're going to start Kenyon Drake? Fine. I think he's the best running back there, but they don't use him enough. And they're using him more in the passing game than they are in the run game right now. But still, I, uh, I don't really have an issue with it. And then it comes down to Devontae Parker. You're going to need that big play again. He's not quite Callaway. There'll be more volume for him. And New England does have issues at times in their secondary. But Parker would be a gamble to go with. Uh, bottom line is I, I don't trust Tanhill either. You know, and not, not in one little bit. I know talking with uh, Dane, uh, the spitting statistician, he thinks Tannehill ends up on, I think it was the Giants next year. He uh, was re- revolving quarterbacks go. And I, I don't know if he ends up on the Giants. I do agree that he's out of Miami. And they'll move on here and try and get another franchise quarterback, which then again, they've won too many games to get one of those top 10 picks. So it's going to be difficult for Miami. But uh, Parker, I can see, once again, you lost Sanders, you lost Green. Beggars can't be choosers, right? We got to go with somebody. I can see Parker. I can see it as well, and uh, I don't know that it is a probable outcome, but it's a possible one that he has a a decent to big game here. On Gronkowski, um, he's acknowledged that it's not been a great year. Um, He has been fully removed from the injury report heading into Sunday with the ankle and back issues. I really, really wonder what's going to happen here because he is down to 4,800 on DraftKings. He's down to 4,800, and I think that is the cheapest he has ever been, ever, in his entire career. And you're talking about being cheaper than George Kittle and Jared Cook and just a little bit more than Jordan Reed and Jimmy Graham. And from a production standpoint, it makes total sense. But Kelsey's at 6,700, Ertz is at 6,400. If healthy and if targeted, Gronkowski has as much, if not more, upside than both of those tight ends. And so... From a DFS perspective specifically, I think that you have to have Gronkowski in your player pool and even a little bit favored here at 4,800. Um, if he gets a, a volume of targets, 8 to 10, he could pay that off in, in a gigantic fashion. Uh, I think George is right. From a season long, you're playing him sort of sort of begrudgingly because you've seen uh, that the results haven't been there. But I do think if you're playing multiple lineups over there on DraftKings, I haven't checked this FanDuel price, but he has to be part of your consideration as you go through um, and try to figure out the best optimal lineup for uh, for tournaments. Cash games, I'd probably rather have uh, a Kittle here uh, just because of the volume he's Definitely. seeing. And, how much of a uh, key part of that offense he is, and, and a home game against Denver should be a pretty high upside for Kittle at 5,500. But uh, let's uh, you know, roll. Dan, you know, Dan, Go ahead. when it comes to Gronk, I'll let you know how my mind works. You know, he reminds me of somebody like 
picture you know, when you know, the old gold mine times when you know and there's a movie I'm thinking of I think uh, I think it's Pale Rider actually with Clint Eastwood where they're pounding on this big boulder over and over again because they think gold's underneath it and Gronk is the boulder and the you know the boulder's holding strong through all, all the pounding no problem no, no problem but finally the boulder gives way yeah and that's what that's what that's what Gronk starting to think uh, reminds me of he was that boulder. But now that boulder's given away. He's not the same player anymore. The pounding over the years, the injuries over the years have just taken their toll. Now, I'm not saying don't start him tomorrow. You already said it. You likely have no choice. I don't have a choice in the league. But even in that game against the Jets where he had the touchdown, had the one big play, that was it. He had three catches that game. That's it. You know, the volume just uh, is there. Brady wants to throw to him, but he's not open anymore. He can't, he can't separate anymore. Now he just has to use his size to you know, go up and re- get the ball. And even has trouble jumping as well. So uh, I just think uh, you know, maybe it gets better next season. Maybe an offseason arrest will help. But as far as this year, I think uh, in games, you better hope he gets his fantasy production in the first quarter where he's still fresh. Because once those hits add up, he's going to have a hard time. It is uh, something to monitor, and you make a good point of uh, over his career. He is 29. You know, it's not it's not like he's still 26 out there. He's 29 and has had a, a great deal of problems uh, in the health department. So uh, I think George makes a, a really good point. Just over time, that body's going to break down. You're as big as he is and get hit as much as he does. Uh, it's going to be a slow deterioration. We may see a little bit of a... A speeding up of that as we watch this season, but uh, I will have some wonderful, wonderful shares uh, of him in uh, DFS this week and hope for the best, hope for the upside against the Miami Dolphins. Let's continue on to our next game. Uh, I believe one of our higher, I think it is the highest over-under, if I remember correctly. Uh, 54 is the over-under I'm seeing uh, currently on the Saints and Buccaneers. This obviously has all the makings of a high offensive upside game. Uh, the Bucks with uh, Jameis Winston under center. You have a few pieces uh, on injury watch that could open up some plays for others. And then the Saints side, you obviously have uh, all the pieces Outside the dome, though, so you have to make the decision on how you feel about that. There is uh, warm weather and some potential rain in this matchup. Could uh, dampen some of the passes as well. George, uh, all systems go here, or do you see matchups that you don't particularly like uh, for any of the offensive pieces here? Well, first off, I'm getting a ton of questions about this game. Uh, people are freaking out about Winston because of the, uh, the rain. You know, I had someone tell me yesterday it's with the monsoon through the entire game here. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing light rain like you said. Uh, 73 light rain, wind 11 miles an hour. Uh, so listen, light rain. Most quarterbacks can play through, uh, can throw through light rain. There are some quarterbacks who couldn't. I mean, uh, Troy Aikman, as far for one, was a quarterback who didn't like throwing the ball in the rain. And there are the quarterbacks, of course, the same way. If they have smaller hands, this is where hand size always comes in at the combine that we always hear about. Uh, now I don't know if Winston's one of those quarterbacks or not. I don't. But uh, the fact that we don't is probably a good sign. Because we, uh, I think we'd know about it if he was. Same thing with Drew Brees. I probably worry about Brees more than I do uh, Winston as far as the uh, hand size thing. So I think we're, I think we're okay here. I do. So I'm not really freaking out about this. I'm starting all my normal guys. I mean, this, for the Saints, it's really just two guys you, you think about uh, as far as fantasy decisions: Ben Watson and anyone other than Michael Thomas in the receiving game. You know, and, and I know it's the Buccaneers. You know, I did. I know their secondary has been horrible. And you want, maybe you want to start a Kirkwood, you know, maybe Brandon Marshall, somebody gets in there. I'm not, I can't do it. It's just too much of a gamble here. And sometimes Sean Payton likes to prove how small he is and hit guys we've never, ever heard of. So I'm not going there. As for Ben Watson, I can see it. Once again, he's out there. You're an Olsen owner. 
once he's there. Passing heavy offense, I, I don't have an issue with it. As for the Buccaneers, this may not be a great week. You know, the New Orleans Saints are very good against the tight end. They have not allowed double digits to a fantasy tight end all season long. And uh, Braid hasn't been really the uh, the target we thought he'd be with Winston. So, man, probably not the game for him here. Deshaun Jackson's out. Godwin's in for me. You know, Humphreys is in for me. Uh, of course, Mike Evans is. The running game with Barber, if you can do better, great. I assume you can. If you can do better, I'd rather not start Barber. But I assume you can. Once again, starting running back healthy, blah, blah, blah. He has to go here. So, like I said, bottom line is the rain... It's on the back of my. It's in the back of my mind. It is, but I'm not really going to change anything because of it. I I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to love watching this game and hope for for big scores. Like this is one of those where I don't really care about defense at all. Um, I just want uh, all the big pass plays and to see uh, Alvin Kamara do his thing. So I'm hoping that the weather doesn't dampen that. I'm not seeing torrential downpours like much the same if you i love a website called darksky.net it's also an app that you can use to um in new york especially basically see if it's raining right now like when you go if you work in an office building go grab lunch it's a great one to look and see if you're in a cubicle with no windows you can see if it's raining if you need to bring the umbrella before you step outside um but i'm seeing a band of rain that's heavy at times but not anything crazy uh, i'm not seeing a ton of wind either nine miles an hour 10 miles an hour wind so i don't see a huge problem here for either quarterback um but uh from a dfs perspective these are all going to be player pool players right? they're going to be mixing matches and, and seeing what uh salaries fit uh and seeing if you can't get uh some upside from some of those secondary receivers from tampa bay uh who, who i think have obviously uh, high ownership in this one uh when you talk about godwin and humphreys uh but they're the same price on DraftKings, so choose wisely <laughs> choose wisely because you know one of them is going to have a big game the other one is not simply because of uh, how uh, Murphy's Law works out here and Cam Brate does make for uh, an option at least at tight end at 3500 as we look through uh, and again we'll, we'll summarize all about the rain is that when it comes to the rain offensive players know where they're going it's generally a benefit for the offense receivers know the route they're running you know, it's defenders that might slip might fall might be a, uh, another half step behind because of the rain and uh, that's why I don't I don't panic about it unless it's monsooning or, or the wind is up there. With it. And the wind at 10 miles an hour really shouldn't be an issue either. That's not windy. Uh, when it comes to wind, when it's uh, above 20, that's when I start to panic. I've, yeah, I've seen studies and, and math equations on wind, and I think it's 22 miles an hour and above is where you see a, a stark contrast. And I know that's a very specific number, but uh, based on results, uh, you see a stark contrast in uh, completion percentages and missed wide receivers, missed passes. Um, so if you're talking 10 to 12 mile an hour winds with 14 to 50 mile wind gusts, I don't think it's going to greatly influence what's happening uh, on the on the football field. We have a, a ton of games still to get to as we roll through. Try to squeeze one more in here, and that's the Giants and Redskins. Um, yuck. Is that a proper uh, analysis of this game? Uh, it's Eli Manning versus Mark Sanchez. Fantastic. Did you see, George, perhaps uh, the post-game press conference where uh, a reporter asked Sanchez about the butt, butt fumble? You know, get over it, folks. Well, well, yeah, and he, but I'm, I was a Sanchez, I was a, I'm obviously a Jets fan, I was a Sanchez fan when he was with the team, I thought he did what he needed to do, um, he had some bad, bad games, and Rex Ryan was a bad coach at times, um, but if you haven't seen it, he just does a great job of 
having some fun with the reporter, having some, you know, obvious grace in the fact that he knows it's out there. He wishes it wasn't something he was known for, but he wants to talk about other things. But it's a funny press conference and a job well done by Sanchez of uh, adeptly sort of answering the question, but moving on from it. Uh, what do you what do you got here? Uh, Barkley and Odell go obviously from the Redskins side. I don't know that I trust any of their offensive pieces, even though I'd like to. It's a forty one or forty point five over under with the Giants slightly favored, I believe. Um, what do you, what do you got? Uh, any pieces here that you think can win somebody a, a week fourteen matchup? You know, as as for the bu- the butt fumble, it was funny when it happened. It certainly was. But my God, how many years ago was this? And you're asking about him after a game. What what, what are you doing here? That's not professional in my mind. That's just you want to talk about during the week when you're interviewing him. Fine. What does that have to, anything to do with the game? Yeah, really. I think I just want uh, a reporter looking to start trouble there. So uh, I said I thought that was very unprofessional. As for the game itself, you're starting Barkley, you're starting Beckham, right? That's pretty much easy here. I don't know if you're starting anybody else on the Giants here. Uh, I don't. Uh, Shepard, I guess Ingram. Ingram almost definitely be a no. But once again, you're in tight end hell. Maybe it's a yes. The problem with the. Uh, you know, the Redskins have a decent defense. They do. Hasn't, haven't played as well of late, but they have a decent defense. So that's why I'm not uh, high on anyone other than the, the monsters from the Giants. As for the Redskins, uh, 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 I mean, really, who do you want? There's no receiver starting, right? Forget Doxon, forget uh, Crowder. It is Sanchez. Uh, the, the offensive line is literally, it's in shambles. It's like they just went to, you know, your local stop and shop. Oh, there's a big guy. Can you play, can you play <laughs> offensive line? Signs. Right, I mean, they're they're losing guys left and right. Then it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan. I hate the Redskins, right? But hey, they're getting screwed. My God, it's the hardest thing in the NFL when you get injuries are a part of life. But when you get hurt at the same position over and over and over again, that's what that's what kills an NFL team because you, you don't you, nobody has that kind of depth. Nobody. So the Redskins are getting screwed there. I don't know if they can protect Sanchez. I don't know if they can open up any lanes for Adrian Peterson. Once again, you're likely to have to start Adrian Peterson because I don't know if you can do better on your team. But you will certainly need. You saw it, you saw it Monday night. He got the 90-yard touchdown. He didn't break 100 yards. <laughs> Think about that. That's crazy. You know, and you're li- you likely need the same thing here. You're going to need that touchdown deodorant or else the numbers won't be there for Adrian. They just won't be. If Chris Thompson could have a nice game with passes out of the backfield, I would probably want to start him over Adrian Peterson. So that's my issue there. Jordan Reed, once again, tight end, you probably have no choice. And I expect Sanchez to look close to the line of scrimmage to throw to his tight end. You'd hope so. You hope that that's where he goes. The Giants on the year are 25th in DVOA against the pass, 17th against the rush. Not a great defense. Uh, you mentioned Chris Thompson. That was the sort of the one name here uh, that stood out to me from uh, the Washington Redskins offense. And I think Jordan Reed is a good point as well. Uh, could have some upside, and you hope he has some upside as they construct uh, – well, it's probably just a ball control offense uh, with a lot of Adrian Peterson probably rushing like 24 times for 73 yards. It's going to be an ugly, ugly game. Plenty still to get to, though, here on uh, Fantasy Sports Day. Dan Trapper, George Kurtz, uh, second segment of next hour. We're going to open up the phones, 844-843-6879. Be sure to stay tuned to Fantasy Sports Day right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.